0: a coal mine in town southern West Virginia. He'd walk up and down along Route 3. He wore a dirty trucker's cab and some hand-me-down clothes. Had a mine never left five years old. Dallas didn't have a vest but he'd wear his very When it was time to go to church each Sunday morning In an old Ford truck, we would stop and pick him up I hope we sing my song at church he'd say It tells about where Jesus saved me And the church sang at the cross Where I first saw the light And the burdens of my heart rolled away. It was there by faith, and I received my sight, and now I am happy all the day. I was young and afraid of death, then I heard the rest of the story that took place on Calvary. A simple childlike faith is what it takes, just remember that He loves us all and He extends His grace. Just trust and receive the Lord and humbly ask Him in, just like Dallas. With really eternity if you knew at the cross where I first saw the light and the burdens of my heart, rolled away, it was there by faith, and I received my sight, and now I'm happy all the day it was there. Oh, and I received my sight, and now I am happy all the day.
1: Heavenly Father, we come to you in Jesus' name. And Father, we thank you for allowing us to have this podcast. And we ask, Father, that you use this podcast for your glory to edify the saints and to reach the lost with the gospel. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. welcome to the 215 workman's podcast my name is brother robert reynolds i'm from good fight baptist ministries in lipa city batangas philippines this is the podcast of myself and brother landon dunn and we appreciate you being with us today uh, to hear the message and we pray that it's a blessing to you and pray that it helps you learn to rightly divide the word of truth Alright, so uh, what I'm going to do today is uh, I'm going to continue on uh, with the series that uh, I started uh, before my laptop quit on me a couple weeks ago. And uh, this is on the power of Satan, the power of Satan. Alright, and uh, in part one, uh, we looked at how Satan is permitted to afflict the righteous, the saved, okay, and uh, we talked about about Job. That you know he he lost everything, uh, but uh, but in the end, uh, you know he stayed faithful, uh, and uh, in the end he he got double what he lost. Amen. Uh, and um, we talked about how. Um, you know, Satan uh went before the Lord and and accused Job, all right, and um, and that you know, God gave him uh permission to afflict Job, but he put uh restrictions on him, all right, and and so uh, no matter. No matter what you go through in this life, uh, just know that God knows all about it. Right? And, you know, Satan can't do anything to you without God's permission. So, so just hang in there and don't quit. Keep running your race. Amen. Keep running your race that the Lord has put before you to run. You know, and always remember that life's lessons are taught in the school of affliction. You no, know, affliction, trials and tribulations is how you grow. And it's how you build a Uh, deeper relationship with the Lord so don't give up and quit amen now let's go on here to number two or part two right Uh, this is the unsaved are under the dominion and power of Satan okay so let's go to Acts 26 Acts 26, and we'll read verses 13 to 18. And uh, this is the Apostle Paul here, and uh, he's he's giving a testimony, okay? And starting in verse 13, he says, At midday, O king, I saw in the way a light from heaven above the brightness of the sun. Shining around about me and them which journeyed with me. And when we were all fallen to the earth, I heard a voice speaking unto me and saying in the Hebrew tongue. Oh, see there? Hebrew tongue. So tongues is not scriptural. You know, all that gibber jabberish. You know, tongues is a language. Okay? Uh, Saying in the Hebrew tongue, Saul, Saul. Why perse- persecutest thou me? It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. So, so the Lord was dealing with Paul you know, about his persecution of, of the saints and the churches. Uh, verse 16, or verse uh, 15. And I said, Who art thou, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. But rise and stand upon thy feet, for I have appeared unto thee for this purpose, to make thee a minister and a witness both of these things which thou hast seen, and of those things in the which I will appear unto thee, delivering thee from the people and from the Gentiles unto whom now I send thee. So Christ sent Paul to the Gentiles. Amen. And then verse 18 To open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. All right, so. The unsaved are under, under the dominion of Satan and power of Satan. What, what does "dominion mean? The word "dominion" is found in the King James Bible 62 times in 55 verses, the first being Genesis 1:26, and the last being Revelation one verse six. All right. Now, uh, in the Bible, uh, when it comes to Bible study, there is something that is called the law of first mention. And what that means is you take a word such as dominion, and um, you look to see the first time that that word is used in the Bible. And then you get a definition from that. And usually. Not all the time, but usually that definition from the first time that is used sets up the tone for what the definition will be for that word throughout the whole Bible. But remember that context, 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 context is the most important. Amen. All right. So let's look at the first time that dominion is used in the King James Bible. Genesis 1.26. And uh, let's see if, uh, if we can get a definition from that. Genesis 1 26. And God said, "Let us, there's the Trinity, the Godhead, let us make man. In our image, our image. Okay, so there is there is the Trinity, the Godhead again. After our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Okay, so so God is giving dominion uh, over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth to man. So, So, we see here that what dominion means is... Power to direct, control, use, or dispose of at pleasure. All right. So now, if you have not put your faith and trust in Christ. And his death, burial, and resurrection, you haven't trusted his precious shed blood, then you are under the power and dominion of Satan. He will direct you, he will control you, he will use you at his disposal. Look at John 8.44. Look at what Christ told the uh, the Pharisees. John 8.44. And let's start in 42 and we'll go to 44. Jesus said unto them, If God were your father, ye would love me, for I proceeded forth and came from God. Neither came I of myself, but he sent me. Why do ye not understand my speech, even because ye cannot hear my word? Ye are of your father the devil, and the lusts of your father ye will do. He was a murderer, From the beginning, and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar, and the father of it. So Christ told the Pharisees that ye are of your father, the devil. Now look at 2 Corinthians 4, verse 4. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 4. And let's read verses 3 and 4. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, unsaved, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. All right, so who is this God of this world? Well, notice that it's a little G there, in God. So this God of this world is none other than Satan. You you see, Lucifer, before he fell, before he gave those five I wills, you know, I will be like the Most High, I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. He had dominion of the earth. That's how he could say those things. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. He was on earth when he said those things. He became prideful and said those things. And then he lost that dominion. And then later on. God makes man. Gives him that dominion. And he wanted it back. And so he attacks Adam through Eve. They eat of the forbidden fruit. and they lose the image of God and that dominion. And then now, Satan is the God of this world. All right, look look at this Matthew chapter 4 Matthew chapter 4 verses eight and 9 this is uh, when the devil is uh, uh, tempting Christ in the wilderness sung so in verse 8 again the devil taketh him up into an exceeding high mountain, and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world. Not the earth. The world. Okay, The world is, the, is people. It's, it's cities. It's towns. It's the evil social system. Okay. And showeth him all the kingdoms of the world. And the glory of them. And saith unto him. All these things will I give thee if thou wilt fall down and worship me. All right. So look at Job forty one. Job. 41 and let's read starting in verse 31 and we'll go to 34 he maketh the deep to boil like a pot he maketh the sea like a pot of ointment he maketh a path to shine after him One would think the deep to be Ori. Upon earth there is not uh, his like. Who is made without fear. He beholdeth all the high things. He is a king over all the children of pride. That's Satan. You know, and look, just look, look at, at one of these things that, you know, God hates, you know, and, and so one, one thing that, that uh, Satan will make us have or try to tempt us with is pride. All right. He is king over all the children of pride. Now, sometimes on on Facebook, uh, I will I will see this uh, this picture of of a um, of someone at a um, Sodomite pride parade. You know, and this person is holding up a sign, and, and the sign says, I'm going to hell and I'm proud of it. But I'm telling you, my friends, God hates pride. Look at Proverbs chapter 6. Proverbs chapter 6. And uh, let's start in verse 16. These six things doth the Lord hate. Yea, seven are an abomination unto Him. A proud look, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood and heart that devises wicked imaginations, feet that be swift in running to mischief, a false witness that speaketh lies, and he that soweth discord among the brethren. Look at what is listed first there that God hates. It's a proud look. There's no mistake as to why a proud look is listed first. It's because God hates pride the most. Because pride robs him of his glory and puts it on that person. I'm going to hell and I'm proud of it. That person will soon find out. So God hates pride. Okay. Now, look at Proverbs 13. I'll show you what pride does. Only by pride cometh contention. But with the well advised is wisdom. Now, look at Proverbs 16. And... um Let's read verse verses 18 and 19. Pride goeth before destruction, and a haughty spirit before a fall. Better it is to be of an humble spirit with the lowly, than to divide the spoil with the proud. You see that there. Now I'm going to show you. Going to show you a. Uh, meme here that I have. There. This is about pride. And it says Pride is a spiritual cancer that devours families, destroys marriages, divides churches, and corrupts governments. You know, I see um, sometimes on Facebook, uh, somebody will post something like, I am proud to be a Baptist. Or, I am proud to be saved. But you just saw there that God hates pride. And that's one thing. It's one thing that Satan will tempt us with. All right. Now, let's um let's look at Romans chapter 1. And I'll show you there too Let me get there. Romans chapter 1. And um, let's start in verse, verse 28. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge... God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient, not proper. Being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whisperers, backbiters, haters of God... Despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful. Who, knowing the judgment of God that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same but have pleasure in them that do them. See all those things there? Now, keep in mind that a saved person, we're not talking about saved people. You know, uh, this, um, this message is not about the saved, it's about the lost, the unsaved. But I will mention here that a saved person can still do all the things that an unsaved person can do. Right? You see a saved person got, got two... Um, Two natures got that old sinful flesh, which is flesh, you know, and it's wicked, and it got the new man living inside of them, pulling them in two different directions. But the unsaved person, they only got that sinful flesh. All right, so see all that there now. I want you to know, I want you to know that, that darkness, darkness is of the devil, all right? Look at John chapter 3, John chapter 3, verses 19 to 21, no, that's not right. Look at First uh, John 1, First John 1. And uh, let's start in verse three. That which we have seen and heard declare we unto you, that ye also may have fellowship with us, and truly our fellowship is with the Father, and with his Son, Jesus Christ. And these things write we unto you, that your joy may be full. This then is the message which we have heard of him, and declare unto you that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ his son cleanses us from all sin. Now let's go back to John. John chapter 3. Let's start in verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, that, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he had not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Now pay attention to this. And this is the condemnation, that light is come into the world. And men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that doeth, uh, he that doeth truth cometh to the light, and that his deeds may be made manifest, that they are wrought in God. Now, if you are watching this video or you're listening uh, to the podcast, to the radio, uh, and you are unsaved, you have not put your faith and trust in Christ, and his death, burial, and resurrection. I want you to know that without Jesus Christ as your Savior, one day you will die in your sins and you will wake up in hell with no opportunity ever again to change your mind about Christ you will then face the great white throne judgment and then you will go down into the lake of fire forever and ever But if you just simply believe and trust Christ, His death, burial, and resurrection, His precious shed blood, you will have salvation. Alright, let's look at Acts. Acts chapter 16. And uh, let's start in verse 29. Then he called for a light and sprang in and came trembling and fell down before Paul and Silas. And brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved and thy house. Now, go to Ephesians chapter 1. I will show you the transaction for salvation, starting in verse 12, that we should be to the praise of His glory, who first trusted in Christ, and whom ye also trusted, after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and whom also, after that ye believed, ye were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. Which is the earnest of our inheritance unto the redemption of the purchased possession unto the praise of his glory. Alright, so you hear the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, you believe it, and you trust it. so what is the gospel of your salvation look at first corinthians chapter 15 verses 1 to 4 and this is the apostle paul and he said moreover brethren i declare unto you the gospel which i preached unto you which also you have received and wherein you stand which also you are saved if you keep in memory What I preached unto you. Unless you believed in vain. For I delivered unto you. First of all. That which I also received. How that Christ died for our sins. Alright. So. Is that according. To me. Is that according to you. Is that according. To your pastor. Is that according to. A preacher. Is that according to anybody. Anybody. No, according to the scriptures. And then verse 4, And then he was buried and he rose again the third day, according to the scriptures. So the scriptures say that Christ died for our sins. And he was buried and he rose again the third day. That's the gospel. That's the good news. That's the gospel that we preach today in this dispensation. It's the only gospel that will save. We cannot save ourselves, my friends. In this church age, we're not saved by good works. Look at Ephesians. Again, Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 to 10. For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast so there you see in verses 8 and 9 that you're saved by grace through faith and not our good works verse 10 tells us why we are saved for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works which God hath before ordained that we should notice the word should walk in them so we're saved to do good works for the Lord and we should walk in those good works now if someone says that they are saved because they believe the gospel but yet they're not doing any good works for the Lord don't say that that person is not saved Good works is not an indication of salvation. There are folks that are saved that don't do anything for the Lord. It could be that, that they're scared, you know, afraid, whatever. You now, we're saved by grace through faith. Amen? All right. So, remember this. I say this and I will be through. But if you are unsaved, you are under the dominion and power of Satan. And he will control you and use you at his disposal. So believe and trust the gospel. For your salvation before it's too late. Amen. All right. Thank you so very much uh, for being with us today. Thank you for your prayers for me and uh, and my family, uh, for Brother Landon and his family, for our ministries. Um, Please pray for this podcast that the Lord will continue to use it mightily for his glory. Until next time, God bless. you